0: Plenty of damage.
1: What's that smell?
0: Welcome to another episode of Smells Like Radio, I am your host Jeff Wiles, Happy New Year, we made it, survived the year, barely a scratch, entering 2019, Figgity fresh, (laughs) how would the holidays go, everybody survive family visits, you dodge the political debates, everybody good, good, I had a lot of fun, I went back to Arizona for the holidays, back to the desert, Sun was shining. I got to play basketball with my younger bros. They kept me on the loop on all the Instagram happenings. All the memes. Not a meme got by me while I was out there. And I gotta say, pretty fucked up what you guys are looking at on Instagram. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty messed up but a quick shout out to everybody who came and saw me live in Arizona, whether it was at the House of Comedy or the Crescent Ballroom or Third Space or Genuine Wine Bar or any of the bar shows that I dropped in. I just wanted to say thank you. I got a lot out of it, and uh, I saw a couple smiling faces. I think I did uh, good work out there, and I certainly came back with some new material, so that is always a plus. And... How about this, guys? For the interview for the podcast today, I got to sit down with Howard Hughes, who is the comedy club owner on the first comedy club stage I ever hit. So it was cool chatting with him. If you never caught a stand-up Scottsdale show, man, those were wild times. That was a really, um, that was a really wild stage. That room was uh, was uh, potent with uh, with energy. Sometimes combative, but it was always. Th- There was always something going on those weekends, and I got to say, some of my favorite memories to this day, such wild times, really enjoyed uh, catching up with him. He has led such a full life. He is a teacher, a Marine, an entrepreneur. He, of course, ran the comedy club that I got started at, um, spent time in Mexico. We talked briefly about those times, Um, everything, and to top everything off, he has a killer story about when Sam Morell came to his comedy club and literally killed, (laughs) quite literally killed that night. And uh, (laughs) you'll have to stick around for that one. That's a, that's a fun story. So yeah, the new year, 2019, right in the thick of it, guys, surviving winter. I also recently realized that I had my heat turned off in my room for a couple weeks straight, which is super frustrating, (laughs) but you know, It's a new place. I got new knobs to figure out. I figured them out, guys. You can't stop me. can't stop me from learning. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Not only am I figuring out my knobs, but I got new projects in the work. Very excited about that. I'm going to keep it on the DL for now because I'm still developing a thing or two. I got to get some stuff ready, get some things into gear, put some things here, put some things there. You get it. But I got some exciting news on the horizon. Cause I got some stuff a bubblin', baby. It's a All righty. well I don't know about you, but I am ready for the show. We got Nate Smith on drums. What else do you need, really? We got a banger coming through, and I'm excited to get to it, so I'm going to get out of the way so we can chomp into the meat of this bad boy. But I do want to say, as much as I may tease Brooklyn in my private life, it is good to be back. Sometimes they were comedic, or relentlessly horrifying. Welcome back to the program. Before we get to the interview, something that needs to be said so that you will understand a glossary, if you will. Howard will be using the word hack a lot, and I just wanted to make sure that those on the comedy outskirts know what we're referring to. Hack is a term of endearment for somebody who sucks. Enjoy. Actually, I suppose I should have you introduce yourself. Hey, Howard Hughes. Nice.
1: The second. Howard Hughes, the second. <laughs> it's a hard name to grow into. <laughs> it's hard being five. Yeah. And a Howard. <laughs> uh, Howard Hughes, too. I mean. Yeah, Howard Hughes even worse. Because <laughs> you don't realize why adults are laughing every time they say your name, right? It's crazy. You're just a five-year-old Howard. Howard. You yeah, know, you're just in kindergarten <laughs> raising your hand
0: and
1: <laughs> 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 You're like, Why is why is my name funny?
0: Yeah. That's so funny. I never even really thought about like a young Howard Hughes. Yeah. Yeah, it's brutal. Yeah. <laughs> Tough dude. <laughs> Dang. Are you uh are you Arizona native?
1: Uh not really. I was born in Texas, but uh only because my dad was in the uh Air Force. So th- my parents are f- grew up here anyways you spent uh, time in Texas you grew up in Texas uh not really As a matter of fact I didn't even know I was born in a place called Wichita Falls mm. and uh, I was in the Marine Corps it was probably about 89 and bear aspirin had a uh, commercial and you know like they'd show people who work hard and then they take bear aspirin this guy was this guy rode bulls in Wichita Falls he was a bull rider in Wichita Falls in this bear commercial And I was like that's where I'm from. That's well, the first time I'd ever heard about it. Right. You know, outside of my birth certificate, really. Well. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, and then later on in life, I had a, a business in uh, Salado, Texas, um, which is between Austin and, like, Waco. Those are my Texas times. Where where were
0: you? Were you st- stationed out
1: there? No. No, I was, uh, I was stationed in, in California, but when I got out and went to college and then uh i moved to mexico and started a a custom high-end luxury sink business i remember those yeah those (laughs) are sick dude Dude, i still have them i'm still selling them yeah matter of fact (laughs) yeah i've got uh i gotta i gotta liquidate (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah Backyard the, full of sinks. They're <laughs> vintage sinks, dude. They're sick from, though. Yeah, they are. They're sick, super dude. sick.
0: They really are, even today. Yeah, they're classic. Yeah, but I imagine that that takes up a lot of space. <laughs> it does take. I'm a parent's house. <laughs> oh, really? Nice. Yeah, nice dude. Like, and I have you. some at my ex girlfriend's
1: house too. Oh, really? But yeah. <laughs> Dang, got, that's a tough call to make. You know, just trying to hang on to her for as long as I can. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, baby. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to talk to you. Yeah, but how are those sinks? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's funny man oh man
0: i had always known that uh you lived in in mexico for a while but i never really we never re- i never talked to you about it i never really you yeah. know what were you i mean besides dodging the law what were no man <laughs> I, w- <laughs>
1: I wasn't dodging the law but um i had a girlfriend that you know that i had met when i was teaching i was teaching in like northern mexico um in like the late nineties. Ultimately, it, Met this girl, and a couple of years later, she had got a job and uh, got she had gotten a job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an English teacher. Right. What am I saying? Got yeah. she had gotten. Yeah, it's hard going back and forth between English and Spanish. Though. It is, dude. I mean, it's much better now. But yeah. once your Spanish gets really good, you completely just F up all sorts of, especially the structure of things. So she was an actress, and she got into like the studio system in Mexico city and, Whoa, it, really? and we'd been, yeah, we'd been together a couple of years. So it was like Mexico city. Yeah, dude. I didn't even know where Mexico city was. I knew it was South. Oh, really, and I yeah. thought, yeah, oh, you just go into Mexico, Mexico. <laughs> and go South. You know? <laughs> it's the one city. <laughs> <laughs> and my dad, I have my dad's, uh, like 1984 Toyota, little four by four, you know, those little nice like Tonka truck ones. And, uh, it had a little camper on it. Dude, this thing had over five hundred thousand miles on it. Oh my god. And I remember as a kid, me and my dad changing the timing chain in it and timing mean, those things just run and run and run. And uh I was so like ignorant about like how far it was and what I needed and I I put I put a mattress on top of it and <laughs> drove it no fucking two days. <laughs> down in mexico uh, up at her place which is a lot like this place it was probably even smaller than this with a mattress (laughs) she was like we i have one (laughs) yeah she's like "Mm, i locked into a good one here This, this guy that's hilarious It was so funny, man. I went down there with that mattress and five hundred bucks, and you know, like it was gone pretty quick. You know, because five hundred dollars in is in Mexico City is not five hundred dollars in, you know, Guadalajara. It's like a totally different way of spending five hundred dollars. Totally. uh and uh and I was like, "What am I gonna do?" Mm. You know, and uh, did I got on I got on eBay and I started to look for things in from Mexico. And that's where I found those sinks.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. And I was
1: like, these American resellers are selling them. Yo. And I fucking did the research. I found out where they sell them. And I drove there and met this great family, you know, that I'd become great friends with. And robbed them of all their sinks. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, it's so funny, man. I mean, it's, it's humbling because you get there and... This little town. Uh, it's called uh, Santa Clara del Cobre. And it's um, Santa Clara of copper, right? I and see. It's, and all they're known for is making copper, handcrafted copper stuff. And, uh, man, when I met this guy, he lived in a little barn, it's just essentially. It's like one of these towns where, like you see on TV, where it's like, this child for 18 cents a day, you know, you can... To us, that looks like, man, there's no... It's a dirt floor, right? Yeah, but to them, it's like oh, This is a brick wall, yeah, with a tin yeah.
0: roof, yeah.
1: And uh, yeah. I'm gonna put a door on the door,
0: <laughs> yeah. you know, pretty
1: soon. Yeah. And we got fire in here. I mean, it's hell. Yeah, people live like that, and yeah. and to them, it's not. It's really not such a bad life. No, wh- because outside of capitalism, you're just living to live. You just wake up yeah. and you live and you do something to get some food. And you go to sleep to wake up to live the next day, you know. Yeah. And uh, by the time I got done, this this particular type of sink, copper sinks, um, were blowing up in the early two thousands, right. you know, with all this Tuscan building and that kind of st- that style. Especially
0: like, the housing boom and everything. Oh, it's crazy, dude! Building these McMansion type. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And I was selling. I started within within. A couple weeks, I was making like a thousand bucks a week on eBay. Oh wow! And became like one of the biggest sellers on there. And then one of the guys that I was reselling to in Texas, we became, excuse me, we became partners and opened a company. And uh, I mean, within the first year, we were doing over a million dollars in sink sales. It was crazy. Ooh, yeah, it was nuts. So, good times. Mexico City. Yeah, dude, that's That's, sick. That was so much fun. But the thing about it in Mexico and in, in America, we're always about the newest thing. Yeah. Mexico is about the traditional things, the oldest things, you know, like because I thought I, I I took my mattress because I was like, I'm just weird like that. You know, I'm not, yeah. I'm not like I'm not like a super clean person, but I don't want like your grossness on anything that I may have that may be gross. You know, and I was like, oh, I'll just go to a swap meet and I'll buy everything I need for. You know, because that's that's what you do here. You just go and buy somebody else's, you know, old furniture or utensils or irons or anything you need in a house. Dressers, and I get down there, and dude, and in, in Mexico, all of Mexico, a, a, a swap meet's called the Tianguis, and there's fucking no used furniture, oh, no really? used household shit because
0: everybody's holding. There a
1: isn't them. right. There isn't the idea of like. Oh, that was I bought that furniture five years ago. Right,
0: right, like, right. Like
1: if it's a chair and you can still sit in it, yeah, it's in your fucking house.
0: Yeah, it's you totally. don't get
1: rid of good shit. Yeah, you know, serviceable stuff. And it was just like, oh, I forgot why I just started talking about that. I know that was a tangent, but <laughs> but Mexico City is like <laughs> huge mountains volcanoes, pine trees. It's fucking beautiful, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's funny though, because it's like all this tall stuff and then the shortest fucking people you've ever met in your life. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I, I was always like, I always had like a, you know, like a, I don't I know, I wouldn't say like a chip on my shoulder, but like I never felt, even before the Marine Corps, you know, my, just kind of the way I was raised, I was always like, sort of like the chicken hawk you yeah. know like yeah. i was just a smaller guy but yeah you couldn't tell me that yeah you know? it's like yeah. no i fully know like, what you're talking are about. we doing this you know <laughs> yeah. and uh and uh i man, think i've seen that before yeah <laughs> <laughs> when i moved down there dude it was like people are always like man isn't it aren't you you know, aren't you scared down there isn't it dangerous and i was like like you'll never know the power you feel when you're walking around a city of 14 million people, and you're just like, I could beat the fuck out of every <laughs> single one of them. <laughs> because, dude, even at 511, I was just like, oh, come on, cartel,
0: please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <that's- laughs> So what, what motivated opening a comedy club? You know
1: what? I, there was like, no, I, there wasn't anything I was even thinking about. It wasn't even in like my thought of something that could happen. You know? I mean, I'm, right. my relationship with money is like never, I never worried about it. I never needed it. I'd never was, I've never been motivated by it,
0: mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. it's,
1: wow. so I was just like, oh, I know I don't have enough money to ever do something like that. So whatever. So I was just. I was producing a show, Sangria, stand up Sangria. Yeah. And uh, then that turned into stand up Scottsdale over at uh, Poppy Chulos.
0: Poppy Chulos, dude. That was the spot. Yeah, dude, that was so great. That was the spot, man.
1: <laughs> oh, Sangria was even better. Yeah, I, I caught did the I caught the
0: very tail end of oh, Sangria. Oh, really? God, dude, very that tail was so much fun cuz that yeah. was
1: a bonafide dance club. Yeah. And we came in and did a show before it opened and by the time the show was over. People were coming in for the club and then they started to come in early to see the show. And so then you're already killing it in front of these chicks that are going to be dancing and stuff. And so by the time all the other guys would walk in for the dance night, like everybody already knows who you are. Yeah. And you're the funny dancing guy now. Yeah. And it was oh, it was so great. It was so wonderful. So then when we had the opportunity to move it to the old Anderson's Fifth Estate, mm-hmm. I moved it over there, and I didn't own Hold any on. of that.
0: We should we shouldn't we shouldn't glaze over Poppy Chulos though.
1: Okay, let's not glaze over Poppy Chulos. Poppy Chulos,
0: especially in the beginning. I mean, like you you gave me like all my opportunities there. Oh, that was like where I was like <laughs> cutting my teeth. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's and that awesome. room that room was like really wild too. Like it, it, the and it was like a shallow square.
1: It, I mean, it was a rectangle, but just barely. I mean, it was, it was. the classic. You know room behind a mexican restaurant attached to a hotel but i'm telling you
0: man all of my friends favorite stories come from that place yeah
1: yeah dude it was so great i mean it was a wild energy in there it was but you know like that's the thing for me you know that's how i see comedy right like yeah like it's not set up for comedians to do great (laughs) unless you're doing great yeah you know it's yeah, like
0: it, yeah it is a bit um i suppose uh intimidating but uh man if you hit in there it's like <laughs> unbelievable yeah that's it it's and crazy. i think that's you know like you
1: hear all these comedians oh, i killed and oh man they oh i did so well and it's like man i know your material yeah i mean that material would do fine at a at a county fair
0: yeah. That's not comedy club material. <laughs> yeah, fairs, like just
1: making people fucking laugh. <laughs> yeah. Is not comedy club material. Yeah. Like to me comedians are are the teachers. And you're teaching people not to be okay with what you're saying. Not to not to show them what they think is funny, to show them what you think is funny and to risk taking them to these places. Yeah. And taking accepting their laughter or not, you know, taking the chance to get it or not. I always likened it to like being you know, most comedians, they're just going after laughs and they're like, you know, they're entertainers. I'm entertaining. I'm a clown. You know, that's yeah. I just want the result. Yeah. And to me, comedians are more like matadors, you know, like a like a matador goes in. Have you ever see a bullfight? Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, they're so fucking intense, man. Super intense. Um, Yeah. You know, he's got an idea. Of what he's gonna do. But <laughs> yeah. the bull also has an idea of what the fuck he's gonna do. And you for know, sure. like, for sure. And it's like, you're, you're just hoping, you know, that your bluff outbluffs his bluff, right? Totally. And, uh, you know, you're, you're hoping that you can figure it out to where they go, ultimately, you kill the bull. And, and when you kill the bull, you're going to offend some people and they'll never be to another. Bullfight again because yeah. they wanted the bull to kill you. Yeah. But you're gonna make so many fans that wanna come back to see how you're gonna kill the next bull. You know? They don't want to come back to hear your fucking dopey yeah. bits.
0: Yeah. <sighs> well, to be fair, some places they do. Oh no, and that's but, the, but that's the fault of the place. But I think that's what I'm I'm getting to is that um Poppy Julos really was like the beginning of me like understanding like, yeah. I like club environments are very can can be very different wildly different yeah and I think a lot of that was you like you said teaching uh the audience because like I remember on a couple occasions not to like put you on the spot but like somebody would kill and then you would go up on stage and be like yeah, no you're right you would tell them like <laughs> absolutely not we are not here <laughs> to laugh at that bullshit yeah.
1: <laughs> and I'll tell you what I hated to have to do that
0: I mean but I've never seen what? anything like it before. It's amazing. It's it's, it's
1: <laughs> that is your product.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. So seeing that happen was like really eye opening. And also, you know, like because I would see these comedians coming.
1: Dude, I've been watching these Netflix specials. They're fucking unwatchable.
0: Yeah, man. And it, it first is... of all, they're unwatchable because there's so many of them. Even if you're professionally <laughs> watching Netflix comedy, yeah. Dude, it's impossible. Oh, dude. If they just came out with like world comedy, whatever. It's like unbelievable. Yeah. And I mean, which. It's fine for comedy because
1: I think it's going to force people back into the clubs to see good comedy. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because
0: stuff you can't televise. Yeah. So uh, if I can ask, what what um, would you imagine the most challenging part of, of having comedy as a business? That's. It seems like an obvious question these times, but... You know what, I think the hardest part is just
1: like separating yourself from from the
0: drinking, I think. <laughs> 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 um Yeah, that's real as shit, man. Holy cow. Yeah, You're like the drinking is yeah. the most challenging part.
1: <laughs> because you know what, especially Ugh. when the money gets hard. Um and, and if I think if I didn't have such uh care about kind of the comedy and then it because it becomes like a pressure cooker and then every time you see somebody fucking just serving up garbage it's like i remember just sitting in the back of the room like oh this motherfucker i can't fucking believe this you know and i just and then compound with the drinking and it just got me super aggressive and you know certainly it affected relationships but, you know, it affected some relationships in a very positive way. I mean. It did. I'm telling you,
0: I remember it got to a point where I could see it coming. Yeah. Not not from me like you stewing in the corner. I would just hear bits and be like, oh, fuck. Right. Like, he is. this is going to be a bad time. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and, dude, this is so funny. Sometimes there would be times where we're like, another hack would hear a hack getting away with some hack shit. Yeah. And I wouldn't do anything and then they'd come and confront <laughs> me with <laughs> that. Yo,
0: why the fuck didn't you chew him out? Yeah. You're like, ah, sorry. I was like,
1: <laughs> yeah, I was like and normally they'd be like a friend of mine or something, you know, totally. to where to where I knew that wasn't yeah. the way they normally did things, you know, and they yeah. just went there to you know maybe they're having a bad week or maybe yeah, no, whatever. no yeah, it happened to me
0: you'd like bring me back on stage like no 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 you I, closed the I right do way remember <laughs> that yeah. time yeah those are shaping moments you know
1: yeah 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 For sure, yeah. <laughs> dude that's so great yeah. What
0: else did i do that too yeah there was so definitely good. hijinks at that place yeah
1: you know to me the laughter is not an indicator of how well somebody's doing because they could be ripping the place apart. They're killing in there. And it's the most garbage fucking comedy. Class garbage yeah. comedy that, that you could... I couldn't even imagine charging people for that. And so to me, it was always the listeners. Like, how how well are they listening? Right? I'd rather have it be called a,
0: a listening club. Comedy <laughs> yeah. listening club. Yeah. Like, come in. Some nights it was, though. Fuck it. It. <laughs> oh, dude. I,
1: I love it. Because yeah. if you can make people listen like and not leave... They're there, man. You've got them. Yeah. And you've they have they have so much interest in you that they're like I'm, I'm not even laughing, but I'm interested, and I know this person's gonna say something to make me laugh. And I think, man, when it's quiet in there, it's just people get uncomfortable. Yeah. And so they have this desire that you're gonna pay them off, mm. and so they're not they're not mad, they're not angry yet, they're not like this person isn't funny, they're just like man we're on this together and i'm i'm gonna hang on as long as i can in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and as a comic you begin to see their faces and you begin to know where they're at yeah and see how far you can boom kinda, right and yeah. you pay it off it it is that matador thing where it's like i'm just gonna keep letting you run through this fucking vibrant cape that i have yeah and i'm gonna poke you with this i'm gonna poke you with that i'm gonna poke you that yeah and when i finally stab you between the shoulder blades you're gonna be like
0: yeah you did it <laughs> yeah that was awesome yeah you did that yeah you know? yeah
1: I always say, like a guy you probably have met, uh, Sam Meril. I mean, we had him a couple times, and uh, one of the times a guy had a stroke in the audience. Yes, <laughs> during this set. I know those. Stories. Yeah, it was so fucking great, man. <laughs> and uh, you know, Sam is Sam is what everybody else uh, tries to say they are. He never has to do fucking crowd work. So crazy. He he's dude. This dude had a stroke. <laughs> and i I I can't (laughs) help but laugh it's so terrible but i can't (laughs) help but laugh
0: that's (laughs) good lord
1: and they'd been enjoying the hell out of the show and it was a older couple they were probably in their 60s and their son and like maybe a son and daughter or like a son and girlfriend or wife and and uh this guy just like as big as you and he's just sitting in his chair and he's all of a sudden he's just he stops Mm. and he's frozen Mm. and there's his wife, you can tell, starts to make like some sort of commotion about like, "Honey, honey, honey," and yeah, um, oh, he just kind of plays through it, and then all of a sudden that guy just starts shaking, and I run over, and I grab his head and kind of support his head, and and he's just he's frothing at the mouth, he's shaking, oh. he's out, his his head's back, and his eyes are rolled back, and and I'm pretty drunk at this time, you know, <laughs> I'm just like, but I'm I've always been like that kind of guy, my dad. The biggest lesson I ever got from my dad is, like, being the first on a scene in an emergency. You know, my dad is just like a – he's like a lifesaver, man. Ever since I was a little kid, he's always the first person there helping somebody. And it just kind of stuck with me. And uh, it took about maybe 10, 15 minutes for the (laughs) paramedics to show up the fire department. Dude, they come in with a gurney. They put him on it. Everyone's in there. Everyone's just, like, they wheel him out. And Sam's like, <laughs> "Well, I've never had that happen before." <laughs> and he just goes into, for him, what is crowd work? But he's so fucking good. It sounds like they're jokes that he's written because he's, for the occasion. Because he <laughs> he speaks like that. Yeah, and it's just like, Unreal. and he and he probably does at least twenty minutes of brand new stroke humor. <laughs> and and, you know i i had a stroke so i've got stroke humor and i was in awe of his stroke humor oh man in the minute dude and the whole audience fucking loved it we just saw a possibly life or death situation we saw three family members walk out of here in tears because their father and husband just is unconscious
0: yeah and might be dead right just
1: now. stroked out right yeah. we have no idea what's oh happening in God. the parking lot or at the hospital three blocks away but we're in a comedy show yeah. and uh <laughs> this fucking matador of a comedian is helping us through it and you know what it's like seeing one of the picadores being fucking mauled by the thing and it's like well that sucks for the picador but Matadors here And now it's time To close this Fucking thing out (laughs) And dude It was amazing (laughs) It was so fucking great Damn man And and up until that point We had had like Fights and Right You know Typical comedy club shit Where you're (laughs) There's a tussle And somebody gets thrown out And you get back to the show Right Right yeah But never a life and death Situation (sighs) It was amazing man And that's That's when I was just like It's over dude It's like being on An emotional uh, Safari (laughs) <laughs> you know and you're just like yeah those animals can't get in here right yeah <laughs> okay all right cool then I'll just <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah dude he's great excited for future plans i will be a kinder gentler uh
0: howard hughes and uh well, in the, uh, in the meantime, how, how would, uh, how would people follow you?
1: You know what? I just started using Instagram again. Okay. So I'm on Instagram. I think it's I'm Howard Hughes. Okay. And then, uh, Facebook, HH live or, you know, Howard Hughes, you could just search Howard Hughes and go <laughs> to like. The thousandth page, and that'll yeah. be my first entry. <laughs> <laughs> nice. There's only Howard Hughes and me. Yeah, yeah <laughs> so right. it's right.
0: Like, for sure. Appreciate you having me around,
1: dude. I appreciate you fucking wanting me on. This is a lot That's of fun. Great. I'm glad it was. Yeah, hell yeah. Hope it.
0: I hope it's a good one for you. Yeah. Thanks, man. All right, and happy New Year. Happy New Year, dude. Cheers. <laughs> Alrighty, that is the show. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe. This is a monthly program, so I'll hit you with the next episode next month. Also, if you want to help the show, you can do so by hitting that five-star review. It does a lot for me. You know, per usage. Any questions, comments, concerns? Hit me on Twitter. Also, if you're going to be in the South this summer, specifically Tennessee, you can catch Howard Hughes participating in the kenda tennessee knockout it's a motocross race i saw a couple videos it looks intense should be a good time definitely swing by if you're in the area new year let's do it i mean i'm gonna do it you're you're free to join you can join we can do it together i'm saying if you wanted to radio.